there's a lot of different ways that we can continue to expand the tolerance our child has to a given food. So it's not they only like something this way, but they have learned to love this food enough that there is range and flexibility because nothing is more frustrating as a parent than us assuming, oh, our kids like eggs. And then when we go out to breakfast and we order our kids eggs, they don't like them anymore because they're cooked different. Or, you know, understandably, any restaurant or any other individual is going to cook them differently than we do at home. And so the more we can continue to expand our child's comfort and acceptance towards there being variations in the way these foods are offered, the more we'll continue to widen the acceptance and tolerance they have to a variety of foods, starting with some of the foods that they see often and that they might be exposed to regularly, like eggs. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the veggies and virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. Today, we're going to talk about how to help your kids learn to like eggs. Now, if you listened to yesterday's episode, you know that each day this week, I'm going to be sharing a little bit more information and also advice on how to approach eggs with your kids. And I want you to quickly just kind of take a step back because this truly is not about eggs in and of itself. I do think that they are an excellent source of nutrition, not just in protein, but in a lot of the other micronutrients that they offer in the diet, which we'll cover as well this week. But I want you to see this as an example for so many of the foods that you already have on hand in your kitchen. If you've heard different episodes that I've shared or different things that I've talked about with the different fruits and veggies of the month or really just any of my episodes, you know that I'm not saying any one given food is the superfood your child needs to learn to like. What I do want to equip and empower and encourage you to do is to embrace what it might look like for your child to learn to like different foods over time so that you as a parent aren't feeling frustrated and defeated and ultimately limiting the scope of what your child might be exposed to and the nutrition that they might get to enjoy over the different ages and stages that they're at in the lifespan and in their growth and development, but instead for you to have a sense of how to go about this job of feeding your kid each and every day when maybe they aren't as adventurous of eaters as you hoped that they would be or imagined your child would be. And so being a mom of three myself, who none of my children have been those just wildly adventurous eaters that I had really hoped and honestly expected I would have as a dietitian mom. And so I share this from experience. And I also share this with my expertise of understanding both how to prevent picky eating, but also how to promote nutrition with young children and all the different feeding temperaments that exist within our families with each of our kids. Now, before we jump into how to help our kids learn to like eggs, I want to start out by acknowledging three points that I think are important here. First and foremost, 
eggs are one of the top allergens. And so if you have concern or you know that your child has a known food allergy to eggs, I don't want it to go without saying, although I hope it, it does, you do not need to be helping your child learn to like eggs when it is a known allergen. If you see your child behaving kind of oddly around eggs or you suspect any sign of an IgE-mediated food allergy or just speculation of maybe food intolerance or food sensitivity, this is something that you want to get checked out. Now, at times parents can confuse, what does it look like if my child just doesn't like something versus what are the signs and symptoms of my child actually being allergic or intolerant to something? So I'm gonna give you a few links and resources in the show notes so you can look into that a little bit more in depth, specifically if you have a known family history with food allergies or maybe you have another child who has food allergies. This may be something, and you've walked through this process likely in that case before, but you might wanna call your pediatrician and or arrange for your child to be tested by someone like a pediatric allergist. And if you say you have an infant or a younger child who's maybe very rarely eaten eggs or you just feel uncomfortable doing so because you maybe did see something like hives or, you know, blotchy red skin when eggs were introduced or you saw that they maybe had difficulty breathing, itchy eyes, digestive issues, whether that be things like vomiting or maybe you notice your child had diarrhea, any of these symptoms that you seem to correlate to eating of eggs, you want to follow up with your pediatrician. Your pediatrician might decide that they do need to go get tested for an egg allergy or just allergies in general, depending on what's going on. Or you can also do a food challenge test where you're exposing your child to a given allergen like eggs in the presence of medical professionals. So this adds an added level of safety, but I want to be really clear that a food challenge test that's either to test for an allergy or to determine if your child has outgrown an allergy like an egg allergy is to be done in the presence of a medical professional. So that is a different process than the steps to eating process and this approach of learning to like new foods that I talk about in today's episode. So I just want to be really clear on that, knowing how common egg allergies can be in children And so this is not trying to encourage anyone to do anything that would put their child in an unsafe position. That said, I also know that there's people who choose to avoid eggs for different beliefs and different dietary choices. So if you avoid eggs because of just dietary preferences or dietary needs, or because you choose a vegetarian or vegan lifestyle and choose to not eat animal-based products like eggs, I fully respect your decision and I hope that you'll respect mine as a dietitian professional and as a mom where I think that there is nutritional benefit for eggs. And personally, it's consistent with our family's feeding philosophy. So eggs are something that we consume. Third, and not to be overlooked, but something that often comes up as I talk about helping our kids learn to like new foods. Many people will tell me that they didn't like eggs, that they were, were, or maybe still even as an adult, are repulsed by eggs. Is there a place for us to just not like foods? That comes up often, and honestly, I should probably make a note to do an entire episode on that because it's much more in-depth than I'm going to cover in this episode. But briefly, I just want to share that, of course, there are going to be natural innate food preferences that each of us have. But if you have listened to me speak on the podcast for long enough or seen my content over the past several years, you know that my goal is always to expose our kids and to give them an open mind to learn to like new foods. I don't have an objective for them to learn to like a specific given food. Of course, I would like for each child to eat a variety of different foods from different food groups to get all of their nutritional needs met. And I do think eggs like 
millions of other foods are great ways to achieve that. However, if your child doesn't like eggs, I believe you can continue to still expose them to eggs with a pressure-free, playful, and positive approach. That is not with an objective to get them to eat it, but as we're gonna talk about today, and as you're gonna see, this is accepting where they're at in their tolerance to eggs, but also fostering an environment that doesn't let children completely reject a given food too early on. Because it may be that a child does not prefer eggs and they don't learn to like eggs until they're 30, 40, 50, or maybe never. But as parents, it's our job to continue to just expose them to a variety of different foods, to give them the opportunity to explore these foods. And as they move in their at their own pace and with, we can continue to facilitate progress so that with the foods that they are willing to learn to like and that do feel safe and preferable to them, they'll learn to like those foods over time. And those foods that they truly do not prefer and do not want to eat, they know that they have the right and the permission to decide that's not something that they're going to eat. And so I just want to remind that because sometimes parents, I think, can get so bogged down, well, I don't like eggs. How dare I say my kids need to like eggs? By doing this, we're not saying our kids need to like or need to eat anything. We're simply fostering an approach that's consistent among all foods so that we can continue to offer a wide variety to our kids without allowing premature aversions to foods that otherwise may be offering nutritional benefit to their diet. So with that all to say, I want to go ahead and just briefly talk about some of the ways that I see you may be able to expose your kids to eggs, whether they love it, like it, or are still learning it. So first and foremost, if you're not familiar with my Love It, Like It, Learning It framework, this is simply identifying where a food falls for your child at a given point in time. So if I were to ask you, does your child like eggs? You would likely lean one way or the other and say yes or no. And that's very binary. And we see it as very black and white, where what I want to get us to think of is, is it something that they would eat majority of the time? If you offer eggs, do you anticipate that majority of the, the time they eat the eggs and the like it foods would be like kind of those 50, 50 foods where you're like, ah, I don't know, it could really go both ways. But if you say yes, majority of the time, over 75% of the time they eat eggs, I would consider that a love it food. If you say no, no matter how many times or ways I've offered them, they always refuse eggs. That would be what I consider a learning it food. So I want you to first just categorize where you think eggs may fall. And again, this is not something that needs to necessarily impact our approach but it can help give us a more realistic expectation on whether or not our child is actually going to eat the egg. Because so often we go into offering something, in this example, like an egg, and we want our kids to eat it. But the reality is, is they always refuse it. Well, our expectations now are set up to be you know, frustrated or defeated because we were expecting them to eat a food that we know they don't prefer. And so instead, that can shape our approach so that we offer eggs in a way that we're expecting that we need to help our child learn to like eggs. Whether they ever actually like and eat eggs, as I mentioned at the beginning, is ultimately not something we have control over. But what we do have control over is our approach and how we offer eggs. So if you find that your child is learning to like eggs, or maybe your child as an infant enjoyed eggs and has since started avoiding eggs, some of the ways that you can be reintroducing eggs without the expectation that they actually eat them, but still offering them in a positive and productive fashion 
maybe doing things like moving through some of the more preliminary steps to eating, like do they have visual tolerance to eggs in their presence? Can they tolerate the smell of eggs? If you listen to the episode I shared on Monday this week, you know that I talked about my favorite way to boil a hard-boiled egg. With this, it gives off a pretty pungent smell. Can your child tolerate that smell? Can they interact with an egg either by whisking it through a utensil or, you know, through something like the little bunny spoons that we use this week as we dye eggs? How are they tolerating it either with visual tolerance, with their olfactory tolerance, or with their tactile tolerance to interact with a food? Because each of these things can help build tolerance towards a given food. In this example, eggs, but we see that it continues to get them more and more comfortable with it because they're learning different dynamics about it. They're learning the way it looks. They're learning the way it looks in different forms. They're learning the way it smells. They're learning the way it smells in different forms. They're learning the way that they interact with it and they interact with it in different forms. If they're passing a plate of deviled eggs that have a slippery underside versus them whisking an egg in a bowl to make some scrambled egg casserole for Easter morning, they're going to interact with that food in a different way, even if they never eat it. However, as we help develop this tolerance to eggs and just this exploration of eggs with our kids, we also begin seeing that our children are more inclined and more comfortable with potentially touching the eggs. So this might be, again, as if you listen to the episode from yesterday, you may know that this might be where they will touch and peel an egg. Even if they're not going to eat the boiled egg, they may be willing to peel a boiled egg. Or this might be where they don't just whisk the eggs once they're already cracked in in the bowl, but this is where they're willing to touch that ooey, gooey, raw egg that a lot of kids, that's where they can shut down and say, I don't like eggs because they don't like the touch of the raw egg on their hand. So the more that we can break down this process and break through what that exploration is with them and what that experience feels like for them, the more we can move them closer and closer to having a comfort level to new foods like eggs. Now, as our kids start to like eggs, they may like eggs in one form, but not in another. So some examples may be our kids may love egg in a hole where it's surrounded by toast and it's cooked one way and it's very predictable. Our kids may like a boiled egg and just like the white, but not so much the yolk. Our kids may be okay when egg is mixed into cooked oatmeal and they almost don't even know it's in there unless they were involved in the process of cooking it. Or again, I never advocate for sneaking foods, but if you've incorporated egg into you know, cooked oatmeal or pancake batter, or even something like a French toast, our kids can like eggs in certain forms, but usually there's a higher level of specificity around how they like that given egg. So what we wanna continue to help our kids learn to do is not just touch, but to taste and to enjoy eating eggs in a variety of way. So if our kids like eggs in a specific form or cooked a certain way or in or mixed in a certain food, We want to see how can we continue to help them learn to like eggs and to be aware of eggs in that given food and how we can maybe expand on eggs in that way to help them learn to like it in more ways. So this is where we can continue to add variety and range to their diet so that if our kids like, say, omelets, maybe they learn to like omelets starting out as a pizza egg which I'll share on my social media this week. So make sure you follow me at Veggies and Virtue. And I'm going to reshare that video about how to make a pizza egg because it's a question I get 
all the time. It's something that's shared on my combination cards and I've talked a lot about on social media as well, but it may start out as something as simple as a pizza egg, but then it may transform into an egg that has melted cheese in it. And then maybe it has veggies or other options mixed into an omelet, or you may be doing breakfast tacos. Well, it started out as a scrambled egg and then it was scrambled egg in a tortilla. And then it was scrambled egg in a tortilla with toppings. There's a lot of different ways that we can continue to expand the tolerance our child has to a given food. So it's not they only like something this way, but they have learned to love this food enough that there is range and flexibility because nothing is more frustrating as a parent than us assuming, oh, our kids like eggs. And then when we go out to breakfast and we order our kids eggs, they don't like them anymore because they're different. Or, you know, understandably, any restaurant or any other individual is going to cook them differently than we do at home. And so the more we can continue to expand our child's comfort and acceptance towards there being variations in the way these foods are offered, the more we'll continue to widen the acceptance and tolerance they have to a variety of foods, starting with some of the foods that they see often and that they might be exposed to regularly, like eggs. So this week, I really want to focus on daily takeaways so that each day as I share a short episode with some just really clear advice on a really specific topic, and this example, eggs this week, I want you to know exactly what you can take and do with it. So first and foremost, I want you to go back to what I mentioned at the beginning with your Love It, Like It, Learning It list. If you've never filled out this list, make sure to use the link in the show notes so you can download your own Love It, Like It, Learning It cheat sheet. You can fill out that template for yourself so that you can see where do different foods fall for your child in terms of the love it, the like it, or the learning it list. And then based on wherever eggs fall, take that next step to identify what are some of the things that you can do over the upcoming week as eggs are on sale and eggs are everywhere around us. So it's a really easy teaching opportunity with our kids to incorporate eggs, to expose them to eggs, and to make it a pleasant experience around them learning to like eggs. Last, be sure that you're following me on social media at Veggies and Virtue so you can see the visuals for all of these. Because as I've mentioned, I've talked about eggs more times than I can count over the last six years since I started Veggies and Virtue. And so I have a lot of different visuals that may be helpful for you as we talk about eggs this week. And I'm trying really hard to not use all the cheesy egg puns here, but I do hope you have an excellent day. And I will see you back here tomorrow.